Am I here? Yeah, you're here. You're here. Finally, finally, finally. Oh my god. Talk about technical difficulties. Wow. I know, man. It's 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 <laughs> fitting. It's fitting. It's fitting for the episode. Yeah, trust me, it is. Trust me, it is. Um, welcome everyone to the Social Living Podcast. I am your host, Julian Green. Almost forgot my name there. I'm my co-host, Jamal <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, man? Yeah, back for week another week. Yeah, it's been good, man. It's been productive. Um, got myself a new mic, so I've had feedback over the last week since um we published the the last podcast, which is two weeks ago now because we missed last week. Um, yeah. But yeah, feedback feedback was we need to sort our mics out. So I've got my mic from work just to see if that makes a difference. What do you think? Does it sound? Does it sound better? You sound yeah. You sound a lot better. You sound a lot better. Um, yeah. it's good. It's good. It means that we have got more people listening, which is amazing. Um, obviously, last the last episode was uh very much you in the hot seat. How how was the mm-hmm. response from that episode? Yeah, it was good. Like it reached people I never thought it would reach. Um, we had a a lady that was that's actually on the board at Super Dry comment on the on the post, the LinkedIn post. Yeah. Um, just, uh, um, saying that she enjoyed in. Ooh. Sorry, my headset just cut out. Yeah, saying how she enjoyed the podcast, and yeah, I really didn't think it would reach her. So it was interesting to see the different types of people it reached. I had um DMs, messages on LinkedIn saying how they enjoyed it, and they'd never seen that side of me. So yeah, it was interesting. It was good. That was I enjoyed good, it, and it, it seemed so got the response um we were looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Nah, for me, it was one of my favorite podcast episodes. Again, if you're listening to this now, feel free to tune into the the previous episode, episode ten, where uh, I take Jamal kind of through um, his journey from being a professional footballer into being a social media expert. So definitely check that one out. So that's a quick plug for that one. Um, yeah, man, I definitely one of my favorite episodes. Uh, we get to see you in a completely different light, and I think it's something that people can connect to and relate to you. And no doubt that people that's within your environment, they were, they you know, they they can connect to it the most. You know, so mm-hmm. it's really good, really, really, no, really definitely, good. Definitely. Oh so, yeah, man. Um, episode eleven now, a week on or two yeah. weeks on, as like more mentioned. Uh, any 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 meaning behind the number eleven for you? You know, I thought about this. I've I've been thinking about this for the last two weeks, and I've been waiting to say it. So eleven for me, it's quite fitting because it was um Elias. Obviously, you know, it was Elias's second birthday on Tuesday. Yeah. Obviously, one plus one equals two. Wow. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I put it together. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's I honestly I've been waiting to I've been waiting to release that one for a while. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Bringing 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 Elias into play and celebrating his second birthday, which is yeah, good to get the family down and yeah, we took him to London and yeah, had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah, that's amazing, but, man. Elias, yeah, if that's, you're listening to you, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I'll play it. I'll play it to him tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick, man. That's mm. good, man. Um, mm. I, for me, for me, number eleven. Uh, it. You know what? Instantly, it just takes me to a spiritual one. Uh, if you guys okay. don't know, I probably, probably can tell I'm quite a spiritual person. But you know what it is? It's like when I think eleven, I automatically think 
like 11 11 make a wish you know kind of thing mm-hmm. like that's just what i kind of just go straight into so that's what it makes me think of i just think like kind of like spirit spirituality and just like yeah. you know when you see um 11 11 on a clock or something it's meant it's meant to mean that you're like in tune with your your inner self and you mm. know you caught that not only not many people caught that and you can you know kind of make a make a wish or you know say an affirmation or you know you can say something and it, it will kind of bring true to you and something you rem- you would remember so um mm-hmm. yeah that's what it is for me so hopefully this is a very lucky episode <laughs> hopefully so um yeah man <laughs> so that's what it is for me man but it's been you know what the last two weeks there's a lot has happened a lot a lot has happened and um yeah i think we're, we're just going to focus today on basically what happened on on monday first of all so we had the basically facebook instagram and whatsapp obviously they're all under the same company um they had a complete outage or a blackout the social media blackout of 2021 um mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a it's a big deal it's a very big deal uh i think i don't know like did you experience it firsthand? How did it affect you? Did it affect your your the you know your work? Like what happened? It didn't. You know, luckily it didn't affect work. Um, it was coming to the end of the day when a blackout happened, so I, was, I think I was packing up anyway, and and I didn't I didn't I didn't actually notice a blackout. Um, and then I had obviously went home, made dinner, and then went straight to football. So I missed any talk of the blackout until maybe ten, half ten, until I realised, bro, mm-hmm. I can't I can't get an insult at the moment. So yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. it. So I didn't get it first hand. It was then for me to go onto Twitter and then see it kind of blow up on there and and seeing some of the responses from brands and Twitter themselves, um, kind of trolling Facebook and Instagram. But um, yeah, I didn't really get to experience it first hand. What about you? How what was your your position on it? So uh, so like obviously I manage uh, uh, quite a few different clients and. Um... Fortunate for me, I had already scheduled certain posts already, so that was good. So posts went out still <laughs> um, mm-hmm. during the blackout, which is kind of weird. But uh, I wasn't able to. It see went it. out during the blackout. Yeah, so oh, it still got um, oh, okay. But it still got put. Well, according to what I could see as I logged in the day after, <laughs> there was likes mm-hmm. on it and there was posts on it, which is which is weird. And even like you know what's weird is like so another page that I manage, I posted a reel in the morning, and let's say the last time I had checked it, it only had like three hundred views, and then by the mm-hmm. time I checked it this the the Tuesday morning once everything was back online it had like 30k views it was like my best trending video that I had. so it was like weird I, I don't know i don't know what effect it's had in in on other people's accounts if it's negative i can only assume it's had a negative effect on quite a few people's accounts because a lot of people run their businesses through facebook instagram mm-hmm. as well as whatsapp as well so like imagine you had like a a grand opening you know and Every mm-hmm. all your marketing budget went through Facebook advertising, or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have been a terrible, you know, like yeah. sports, even like smaller, yes, yeah, smaller scales, like um, client based business, smaller client based businesses like barbers, hairdressers, yeah. and our technicians. Like, if they were speaking to clients about um, what time to come into the salon, or so on and so on, having that communication just cut off 
just yeah. like randomly out of the blue. They they might have lost out on an ease an evening's worth of of sales and clients coming in. So yeah, it affected this affected affected everyone. It affected everyone from the bigger companies and the, and the smaller ones as well. It's true. It's true. And just to kind of give a background in terms of what happened with Facebook. So just essentially like the whole Facebook umbrella, including Instagram and WhatsApp, they were basically disconnected from the internet. Um, so basically like they weren't really connected to any like data servers, um, whether it was like a human error or, or not, or some sort of attack. Nobody knows yet. There's so many like conspiracy theories that are coming on, but basically they were just disconnected from the internet. And ironically, like Facebook would probably put out an apology or something on their own platform, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to put out uh, <laughs> a statement on like Twitter on like their rival platform, which we kind of <laughs> get, we kind of get into that. But um, in terms of the effect, like we touched on it a little bit just then, but like the overall effect of Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp all being out at the same time, like is crazy because everyone who has a business nowadays, I'm, I'm sure they have all three. And mm-hmm. um, we spoke about this already, like with Instagram kind of being that powerhouse trying to take over in terms of e-commerce as well. There's so many businesses that are solely reliant on on this platform. Um, on, on, on Yeah, basically the Facebook umbrella platform. And like for, for most, it's probably just the inconvenience. Like for me, it was an inconvenience. Like I didn't have any live campaigns running that, had any huge ROIs or anything like attached to it or something like that. But for for others, you know, if they had like a grand opening or something, this they would have been screwed. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think just just that effect, like people not being able to communicate with customers or you know that alone, you need that communication right between a certain customer. Of if course, I just of bought course, a car. Yeah. Well, if I just bought a car from a dealership from Facebook and they left, like, I don't know, like, something's wrong with a car, but I don't normally call them and I normally message them. And it's like, yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah. like, little things like that, like, you're just like, wow, this, wow, do you know what I mean? So, but then there's the, also the other effect. I think Stephen Barlett put out a post yesterday talking about how, what if we had like regular outages on, on, fa- on like, on social media? Uh, what what would you do like from like 6 p.m let's say every day 6 p.m you know social media is off the table there's no more social media how how would like yeah, i saw that post yeah i saw that post about like having time to do art listen to music spend time with family go exercise like yeah it, it kind of highlighted um i guess the importance of spending time away from the app and well the apps and focusing on the real world rather than being stuck in in this social media reality. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 um it's a crazy one because I think that people should be doing personally. I think people should be doing this already. I I of think course. you need to have hours. You should definitely set your limits. I think all the tools are there. Like set your limits on social media. Like you can't just be sitting there just scrolling for no reason. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 although I like work within social media, I very much. It took me a very long time to even create my own personal account. Like, 
we're talking yeah. like eight years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been coming. Like it's been, yeah, it's it's definitely been a while. <laughs> but like, um, I use social media and I use it for very much on a business level. But like, anything else other than that, really hard. There are definitely times where I can get caught up and you end up watching like funny videos and things like that. And now I feel like the apps are very much built to keep you on there. But if there was, if the, if it's like out like i couldn't care less i would just go do what i like to do do you know what i mean like mm, yeah, um, yeah it doesn't affect you too too much yeah it doesn't at all like you know got my son now was spending time with him basically just putting him to bed really um mm. i got to focus on other things outside of like social media or whatever it was like uh doing my accounts that i needed to get done you know, for the month and just little things like that that I might not have prioritized at that point in the day. Uh, so I just got to kind of like do that. And it was a little bit of like a nice breath away from social media because sometimes like you get caught up in the trap of, I mean, especially when you manage like, I just as a social media manager, once you get something posted, you keep checking it to see, okay, how many likes did it get? Did it get the engagement? And mm-hmm. like, you get onto that kind of, that kind of trap as well. So um, it was just like, okay, it's not working. Fine. That's great. I didn't even realize yeah. WhatsApp was down until like the next day. I was like getting all these messages and I was like, why are you sending me a message? Like, come downstairs at like 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm sleeping. I didn't really realize, uh, realize that. Um, at first, though, I did think like my internet was down. I was working from home, switched off my internet, switched it back on again. I was like, what's going on? It was, it was it. But then once I realized, oh, right, this is down, Facebook is down. All right, cool. Then, yeah, I'm just going to focus on what I need to focus on. And that was it, really. So, mm. now it's yeah, the same. That... Yeah, I was speaking to Tanika, like, Tanika's like, oh, I don't think my phone's working. I was like, why? What's wrong? Yeah, Instagram's not working. And then we, like, restarted the router and, yeah, realized <laughs> that. Yeah, it was Insta, not us, which um, which is interesting. But um, it was, in- it was also yeah. interesting to see. I'm actually on Matt Matt um Navarra's Twitter, and yeah. he's reposted a um article which includes um what platforms got the most like percentage increase in terms of users. What okay, I'm not yeah. sure if you've seen this, but what what platforms do you reckon saw the the best increase in in terms yeah, of in my head. Uh, the users. It's mad. To, in, in in terms of this article, Snapchat and Telegram are top two. Really? Yeah. 23% increase on Snapchat and 15% increase on Telegram, which is interesting. Oh, really? Because again, I, I would have thought I would have thought TikTok and Twitter after in my head, that's the they they're they're the winners out of this. But yeah, according to 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 this source. Snapchat and Telegram saw the the biggest jump in in users. Is that is that is that is that in a specific area? Just out of curiosity, like is that is that like London or something? Like like like, like where is? I'll have to I'll have to see the, look into the source and like and the terms, but just from like reading on face value, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, an interesting yeah. it's an interesting That's source. From what I could see, everyone started using Twitter, and then. I've seen people going onto onto LinkedIn, which I found quite quite funny because there was a lot of memes flying around, and it was just it, it just made my like made my evening a little bit. Just like mm. that guys, like Twitter, um, Facebook's down, Instagram's down. So here we are, LinkedIn. Let's try and do some <laughs> hashtags. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Just like, 
people trying to think, but it was good because even the brands got involved. And I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity for you to be creative. And um, also, I think as well, I think one thing that we probably should discuss a little bit in, in depth is uh, actually being able to have a strategy outside of the bigger players and yes. understanding where your audience is and even also kind of preparing for things like this to happen obviously i understand like no one would ever think these big plays meet um these big major platforms are ever gonna you know shut down or close or whatever but you never you know, know it, though it you could you have never know, could like you don't know what mark zuckerberg is really doing with our data if if somehow he's doing something dodgy and that gets exposed which could could easily happen. The, these platforms could get, could get shut down, and it kind of shows our reliance on the on the big players, and yeah. and how much we rely on Instagram, like especially to to run businesses and and to put our um, budgets towards Instagram as a as our main player in terms of a marketing strategy. Like it, it kind yeah. of showed that we like we do need to diversify in terms of maybe budget split attention. Um, like you said, figuring out what audiences is on each platform and how you go about targeting them. Like, yeah, I think it's highlighted to a lot of brands and a lot of people, um, especially your smaller business, especially because in terms of like my partner Tanika and her business, her her main following is on in, on Instagram, and once that is down, how does she? We had a conversation like how how does she get get new customers? How does she speak to her current customers? And if you don't have like the CRM data there. It becomes tricky and it's like your whole business you might have spent years to get to this stage just being wiped and, is, and you gotta start from scratch is, again <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 percent. and this is why it's really important to build you know contact lists and email like mm-hmm. email addresses so you can still communicate with your with your clients you know and like you got like whether it's like things like discord telegram <laughs> These are new like messaging platforms that you can use to keep in touch, and it's away from the the, the so called bigger players. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think like if you are a small business right now, I'll definitely be telling you make sure you collect the 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 sufficient data that you need from your customer base, um, so you can send them things like an email every week, like the power in just a newsletter. It, it mm-hmm. is it's something that I think most people kind of undervalue. They don't understand that just being able to send someone an email, they're going to look at it. They might not respond or anything like that, but they will look mm-hmm. at it and they might be intrigued. And it's up to you yeah. to kind of utilize that. Go on. Email's an in- yeah, yeah, I was just going to say email is an interesting one because a, a lot of people, especially in the modern day as well, they kind of see email as a dying way of marketing. But yeah. You got, I feel like I feel like it's 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 a bit of a knowledge thing, an educational piece, in terms of what you can do with an email address. Like an email address opens the doors to the whole deeper um pool of data. Like everyone's yeah. email address is linked to so many different um I don't know what the word is, but um data points in terms of your interests, age, um sex, likes, dislikes, and and so on. So in in keeping that data and potentially using that CRM data in terms of uh, your ad targeting, creating lookalike audiences is, is important. But um, yeah, like I said, it's a bit of an educational piece because that email, those email addresses don't have to just be used to email potential customers. It can be used to target new customers and, and create, like I said, create lookalike audiences from them. But um, yeah, I was just thinking about 
like the bigger picture with 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 the data you currently have. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, I think even on 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 top of that, like the what you said at the beginning, where you were like, you know, with the email addresses, some people just feel like it's like a it's on the decline side kind of thing. But um, mm-hmm. it's all it's also similarly to like um, receiving posts. You know, that used to be one way of marketing. People used to send, you know, like deals, you know, menus. Like if you were like a takeaway or something like that, this is how you used to get, you know, find new takeaways. Obviously, now everything's online, but like mm-hmm. some people, like in London, it happens a lot. I'm not sure about in Gloucestershire. Like in London, it happens a lot. You still get a lot of takeaway menus in your post, like if they can have access to your door or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. it's still an effective way you know because yeah we don't yeah go on so i was gonna say yeah we don't get it much but which kind of shows up like it might be looked at as dead because we're not getting it but there's an opportunity because when we do get it through the post it's from the likes of domino's and pizza hut and they kind of realize that no one else is doing this it's unsaturated let's jump in and continue doing this it's been part of their marketing strategy and it works for them so let's continue to continue doing it because it's not as saturated as yeah it's only, it's only going to help with their marketing, like with their market share. You know, they're going to get mm-hmm. way more market shares. You're an option. You're on someone's fridge. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember um, I first started the agency. I was getting loads of like uh, letters for like different accountancy firms. And I actually end up calling some of them, you know, and it's like, they're going to get like, that's a rate, there's a good rate of return on there because they know I just started a business. They've gone through company's house. They've checked everything out. They found my address. They sent me a letter and they know that's my, what might, that might be something that I might be in need of. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what, businesses can really take advantage of this. And it's something that I hold and remember and feel. So now that's a whole new experience with your brand. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if Tanika's going to jump into something like this, there is there's a definitely an opportunity there to be a little bit more innovative. It doesn't need to be a flyer. It could be something that just even just smells nice, and then suddenly it's just like, wow, this leaflet smells like cookies or whatever. I don't know, but mm-hmm. this is another opportunity to give um like a a recipient like a, an experience of your brand and what you can bring to the table and be more creative on on that level as well. So it doesn't always have to be just digital, digital, digital. You know, we're still humans. We still have other senses that we use, <laughs> like like touch. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? And those can still be fulfilled and, you know, be heightened. So, yeah, I think it's, de- it's definitely important. And I think that if you haven't done so already, I hopefully that this blackout or outage allows you the opportunity to kind of look at other ways to be able to tap into your audiences. And something that is uh, either just outside of the major players, but something that you own and can control regardless of if anything goes down, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can still send a text message if you've got people's numbers, <laughs> you know? Um, it's, that's, it's something gonna be Gary like... yeah, that's something Gary V screams about and he has been screaming about for, for a while now in terms of SMS um, marketing and how unsaturated it is and how much more you can... Uh, uh, the open rate on SMS is a lot bigger than it is compared to email and and stuff like that. Like a lot, a lot of these social media gurus, if you want to call them that, have been shouting about their different ways to to target like these data pieces. And I guess it's like like I said earlier, it's just like an educational piece. And 
listening to these guys and trying to source this information and and being being the one to act on it because a lot of people hear this information but don't act on it and you kind of want to be in that pool of actionable people rather than the people that are just consuming this content knowing it's good but they're not really mm-hmm. doing anything with it yeah yeah that's the thing I eh? we, we're seeing that a lot on social media where you're seeing so many people post out the same thing and they might get good engagement because their thing is entertaining but are you actually influencing anyone are you making anyone buying anything are you mm-hmm. like you you, you you just might not have that same power that you think you have but you don't your numbers mm-hmm. look nice because people just find it entertaining so it's just like like that's it really but you know mm-hmm. it you need to be able to influence someone's behavior after that like you know what else are you going to get them to do so yeah it's true it's very true it's very true um for sure uh, was gonna say, uh, so back back onto back onto the whole blackout situation. Like, um, I wanted to kind of take a look to see how how was this allowed. Like, you would never think Facebook would ever allow this to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, what what really what really caused this? So, there's multiple theories. I don't know if you've heard any. Have you heard any yourself, Sham? I've seen, I've heard about someone in Facebook maybe cause like within the within the business maybe causing this issue, um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. My my in my mind, I'd like I kind of like to hope it was someone going rogue, like an employee going rogue and kind of like axing everything. But I can I can imagine it just being um maybe a human error or a te- like an, a genuine technical issue, but for that for this to happen on that scale where all three apps are down it does make you wonder about the intentions behind it and if it if it has come from maybe maybe a spy maybe twitter planted i'm just i'm just waffling now but maybe twitter twitter planted a a a spy in the in the facebook headquarters for this to happen because they knew they get they get the the most back from it but yeah yeah, your, your mind can run wild with it all it can, it definitely can. But at the same time, like what you just said there, I'm like, okay, cool, it could be a possibility. But then, like, okay, Twitter will get an uplift, but then that uplift is like just for one day, just because everyone's going to be conversating on there. But as soon as Facebook and Instagram is back live again, people are just going to go back onto that again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But then their, their, their experience on Twitter is when it's popping, like, it's, it's, it's a vibey place, it's lively. So and people that haven't been on Twitter for a while might be like, oh, actually, okay, it's alright on here. Like, there's banner flying, memes are flying. Like, maybe I, maybe I'll stay or maybe give it more attention. Maybe, maybe. I think that's definitely, definitely a, a valid, uh, conspiracy for sure. I think there's uh, there's others. I thought the one that came to my mind was basically like, you know how Facebook have been under the under the hammer when it comes to like legislations, law. I just thought like governments have just come in and you just like you what you what you're not gonna you know roll over all right watch us unplug this and it's just mm. like what well, now facebook see how long it takes you to sort yeah. this out well, we got we got whistleblowers or whatever you know they're telling mm. us that you can do that kind of thing so um yeah there's an element where it could have been you know certain governments just saying look like facebook like we can do this to you um so yeah you better you know, pay your taxes in these countries or, you know, can you imagine uh, the stress? Can you imagine the stress at, at Facebook head queue? 
Yeah, no man. one's leaving at no one's leaving at five. I know it's a global <laughs> outage, but in the UK, no one's like no one's leaving at five. You better get this online ASAP. <laughs> I can't I can't I even ma- imagine the stress. The thing is I would not want to be in amongst it. It, it, and the worst thing is, I'm the type of person like, because you got like we're both like this, isn't it? Right now, you have kids, yeah. You have other responsibilities. There's no chance you you not. I'm not staying. I'm like I'm not staying. I've got to pick up my son at five. Are you kidding me? No way. Mm. You like, know, a few people will get getting the the fires. They were getting the stairs. Like, oh, you're leaving. Do you not yeah, know there's an age? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what? That's, that's, oh, yeah. That, man, we've definitely had do, days like that back in offices, like, in, in the past. Like, mm. um, I, I'll give you an example. So I've worked in, uh, I worked in mobile advertising, and there were certain times where, um, so, uh, imagine, so basically, imagine, like, an exchange for, um, to solely for mobile advertising, right? So what we would do is we would plug into loads of different advertisers and they would have to buy uh, like basically space on the different apps that we represented. So at the time, it could have been Sky Sports, it could be um, different gaming apps, it could be like the Tube Map app that you have for London, like all these different apps that you have. And um, basically, we would vet an advertiser make sure they're trusted and reliable and then they would they would if they were they bidded the highest amount they would be able to be advertised in certain places basically and Mm -hmm. we had it a few times where a certain advertiser would pretend to be a clean advertiser go through the whole vetting process but what they would do is they're just trying to get their ads off um but their ads were like X-rated ads, like eighteen plus, like porn ads, and they would just okay. get fired on to like some of the <laughs> some of the apps that we had, and we had to like try and track down what advertiser it was because some of them they're really clever. Like, is that is it like which which like advertiser are they hiding behind? Because they're clearly not the name that they said they were. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you got like shut everything mm-hmm. down. But if you shut everything down, you're losing a ton of money. Because you're basically just shutting down like your whole marketplace. It's like shutting down like eBay, and it's like, well, where's your, where's the money? Like, there's no money being mm-hmm. made. So like, there was all these different decisions that needed to be made, and then you realize, okay, yeah, we gotta find it. And then you trying to find a live ad. Everyone's downloading the apps. Check, check it. So you can find the IP address. Man, manic. Um, but wow, can I imagine? You know, as the time went on technology developed there was ways to flag certain things and track it back to the advertiser and stuff like that but before you just had to switch everything off sometimes and then try and figure out who it is because if it was one of my relationships that i've done i'm i'm under the i'm under the gun <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it just happens from time to time man but you know i feel like as you get older as well and other things become the priority like your family and things like that there's no way that I can just be like, yeah, it works way more important than my family, so I'm gonna have to stay. Yeah, there you have that choice. Yeah, you yeah. have that choice. Then you you, you have it, it puts things into perspective. You have that hour, two hours of working extra after five or half five, whatever your t- finishing time is, or spending time with your with your son or your family. That like you now have a choice to make, and the the which was an easy choice might be an easy choice before was oh, okay, I'll just stay on. Is now not not such a simple choice because you're now 
without maybe knowing you're choosing the work of your family and it, it it makes you look at it differently in terms of how you spend your time and maybe how little of it you you have yeah how little of it and like when this is probably another episode that we definitely definitely need to de dedicate to the podcast of just like being a dad in in today's day and age um mm -hmm. work on social media but like you know that if you're the only one that can pick up your your son after school or something you know you, you, you there is no other option there's no like overtime being late or whatever you every, like no kid wants to be the last kid that has picked up from the child mind or school or nursery or anything mm -hmm. like that so you have no choice like it's a very to be honest it's like a very easy choice because there is no, there is no choice at hand. It's, I'm always gonna, you're always gonna pick your child first over mm. over over most things. Um, and, and, and I think it's good. Like we spoke about this before. Again, we'll speak about this in, on another episode. But about setting boundaries and setting them early on. Um, yeah, because before, before I think as as you want to progress in your career, you turn into uh, kind of like a yes man, I guess, and you kind of say yes to everything. You don't want to disappoint because you want to do well. But I feel like I, I feel like I'm there as well now. Like you get to a certain position where you feel more comfortable about saying no, and yeah. you kind of set those boundaries. Like people know, okay, Jam's got to pick up his kid. He's he's not staying late. Like that that's a thing. There's no it's yeah. a non-negotiable. Like that's that's just how it is, and it's kind of yeah. about setting those boundaries. But yeah, I, I guess we can touch on all of that on a, on another episode. Though. Yeah, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. So kind of flipping it back to back to Facebook, um, like. So there was all these different conspiracy theories. It's so, it's so hard to know what to believe, but they did come back and they did react and they did put something out on Twitter. Just which was just kind of like, what was it? Just an, like a, an apology, <laughs> embarrassingly, uh, on on on, mm. on Twitter. Um, and like obviously, I can only assume that Facebook have had like, they must have had issues like this, maybe just on a local level. And maybe they could just get fixed within like an hour or something. I don't know if you've ever had like your Facebook down for a little bit where things are just not loading or you can't switch switch between accounts or something like that, stuff like that. But they quickly get resolved. But in this case, um, it turns out that like I guess their their internal network that they were using, they've made it a little bit more efficient. But then the consequence mm -hmm. of that is that if something was to go wrong, everything goes down. But yeah, you do get a smoother Facebook at the same time, or smoother experience when you're in the app. But then, if something was to go wrong, your whole thing goes off. Because like, I I can only imagine, right? Facebook must be using Facebook Messenger as their internal tool. Like it has to be. <laughs> so it's gotta it's be, like, yeah, it's gotta be a thing. It, it has to be right because it doesn't make sense if it's not. So it would be funny if like. If you work at Google, but you use Outlook, it just wouldn't make sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, you use Facebook as your internal tool, but then if that's down, man, all communication levels. What did they jump to? Yeah, that must have been like, yeah. mad. Do you know what I mean? So ah, uh, like yeah, I feel like I think on the uh, on the face of it, like that decision. To kind of make things more efficient and have everything on like this one network, but then if one plug can just get pulled and everything's down, I'm not sure mm. that might be the best opportunity. But again, they, they might never have thought this could happen. They might have never exactly. thought, you know, human. I know this has happened before, though. 
this might yeah when i was agency side i know this is this happened in the past but i don't yeah. think it was for as long as as it was um on monday it might just be yeah. for maybe an hour or two it's yeah. interesting to see and like you said it can't just be one plug it's got to be multiple things going wrong for for, yeah. for this to happen on that scale yeah it's true let's let's, let's, let's put this question out there so how much do you reckon Facebook lost? I mean, Facebook as the conglomerate, so as the whole, which includes Facebook, um, Instagram and WhatsApp. How much do you reckon they lost like, in those several hours that they were out? Mm, it's bad. I know this. I know this. That obviously, but the, even just seeing the amount and the amount, what six hours was it? The outage. Yeah, how much? Like that. How much that amount of time can cause? Um, negatively affect a business. Like it's, it, it's crazy, crazy. I don't know. Do you wanna do you wanna de- uncover the, the the amount? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I w- I wanna look at it from the basis of just like even as an investor, right? How many millions of people have have invested in Facebook, and then maybe mm-hmm. even over the last year or whatever, you know, bought some more shares or whatever, whatever. But then once something like this happens, this becomes bad press. This is negative. Man, that so that share price is going down so mm, um, yeah. here it says that their share price dropped by five percent which is the equivalent of about six billion dollars from basically like personal wealth which is mm. wow do you know what i mean it's still a drop in the mm. ocean in terms of like facebook valuation and everything like that and how much they're worth but man six hours six billion gone done like, wow, crazy! That's a that's a one hour for each billion that was yeah. lost if it was over a six hour period, which is crazy. <laughs> it it kind of shows the size of it, but I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> like a group of towns don't see that in a life. I'm not sure Gloucester seen that in a lifetime. Yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. It's mental, and like, yeah, like I feel like Facebook have to do a lot right now to kind of reinsure boards the committee their users i think they really need to like tap in and you know i get i think they have to regain some kind of faith you know Mm -hmm. a lot of statistics like facebook hunt down are one like obviously they're one of the biggest players within the advertising area and they got one of the best platforms and that's hands down everybody goes to that and that's because they've kind of almost tapped into almost every generation to so to speak. Like we're on Facebook, you got our parents on Facebook and even grandparents are on Facebook sometimes as well. Um, but okay. however, in modern day times, we are seeing a decline amongst the the younger generation. That's not their first social media platform anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the likes of TikTok. You have the likes of, you know, Snapchat that's there and anything new that comes after that, the kids just want to rock with that's just going to be their social media platform you know so yeah it's just how it's it's just how it's going to be so facebook need to do a lot to kind of stay you know with in 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 the place that they were not to say they'd be dropped down or anything but this pr wise this is definitely a dent um i feel like they yeah for me now i feel like they're going to up their, their their push towards creators and and being able to monetize their work. I know it's been something that's been going on in pipeline for the, the last few years, but it, it's I've not seen that that big push from Facebook and Instagram yet. 
in terms of the way maybe YouTube have rolled out their monetization process. So in terms, like like you said about kind of regaining that faith and uh, and giving back to the people already on the app, I feel like that might be their way of maybe reconnecting and keep keeping, I guess, the influences and, and brands there by giving something back to them. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see what what that looks like. I'm definitely gonna if they definitely try and get you know better payouts for uh, you know influences and things like that and just content creators. I'm definitely gonna try and do my best to, I guess, get involved in on that as well. So um, yeah, man, looking mm-hmm. forward to see looking forward to see what happens there. But yeah, guys, I think this if there's any one takeaway to get from today's episode is 100% try and encourage either your clients or you as a business, if you're a business owner, um, to focus on strategies outside of your your your, your major players in, in social media, to try and include um, other forms of marketing. Uh, I like to focus on like a lot of direct marketing. So if you can go straight to con- anything that's straight to the consumer, whether it's postal, whether it's text message, whether it's email, anything like that, you definitely want to have a strategy that kind of coincides with your social media strategy um, when it comes to just like owning your your audience. Because I think what we saw on Monday, you quickly realize you don't have that much, you don't have as much control as you like to think that you have. So you definitely, definitely, definitely need to and have even... And even on a personal level as well, just realizing what time out away from your, the big players can be like and how enjoyable it can be just to, to be present and within the moment and how you can kind of take that on going forward and maybe incorporating, like you said, time away from socials, whether that's you don't touch it as soon as you wake up, you might, you might go on your phone after nine and then not go on it after 8 p.m in the evening so just creating that those, those boundaries for yourself yeah it's, from, it's not away easy. from these apps it's not easy for sure it's not easy so even if you said like yeah i like to put things in bite size so even if you just started like once a week you know what i'm just between this that i don't know once a week every friday between six and eight i'm not gonna even touch my phone or mm-hmm. yeah like six and eight in the morning or six and nine in the morning or just Whatever it is that you feel like you can handle, but start off with one hour, then two hours and three hours and then see how you get on and then you'll get eventually get to days. You know what? Uh, I only check social media every Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of give you some balance um, in life because you'll probably quickly realize how much you actually use social media and maybe that it could be having like a negative impact on you. So it's definitely about about having the, the right balance. You can't be doing things... And it's too heavy on one way. It's only going to have a negative effect on you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely important to um, try and set boundaries for yourself. And the worst thing is, I think the the, the 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 first way to kind of go in that direction, like the way to get that first step is to kind of acknowledge that you use it too much. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Look you, at I your screen like, time. Yeah, 100%. Looking at your screen time. I mean, in the in Instagram, it tells you like how long you've been, you know, what's your average on a day to day basis. So, 
definitely try to do that. I definitely try to have days without social media. It's ironic because obviously I do social media management, but once I've got a lot of things kind of scheduled I, and I know that things are scheduled and whatever, I really try to look at it. I try to look at it just on like a more of a brand safety, you know, if there's any complaints mm-hmm. or anything or, you know, anything's kind of gone down, I try to do it that way. But it's a difficult job to manage. I can't say that I have the perfect balance because at the same time, my my job is very reactive as well. So if we need to get a meme out because something's happened, I'm trying to get that done within the first 24 hours as opposed to of course. two weeks later, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think that was, you know, that was really good, you know. I feel like Facebook, uh, we gave a lot of information in terms of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, we have quite a few uh, social media updates to, to give you guys as well. Actually, you know what? We should discuss this first one, you know, because this one kind of surprised me. Um, so Instagram is retiring the IGTV brand. Mm-hmm. Like, and now they're kind of merging all videos into like a one, into like a single format feed. What is your views on that? I think it, it, it it's, I think it's a good move one. It, um, in terms of having like all your video in 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 one area, it, I think it's a good move. It helps people kind of choose whether they're looking for longer form content or they're just looking to see someone's um, stills and imagery. Um, from a personal like consumer point of view, I think it's a good move. Um, the yeah. fact that they've they've invested so much into IGTV, and I, I think IGTV have IGTV has its own app, which is now being rebranded to um the the placement on feed now looks different it's a bit more user friendly because before IGTV would show like a 15 30 second preview and then it'd be just to come off the the main feed to watch the full version of the video and it just the process wasn't as smooth as it it, I know yeah it is it just isn't as smooth as as it could be so they've looked at it and with their their push now towards video content and that being like the hero the hero content type for the app. Um, I think it was needed. They needed to kind of reshape that process and and have video in in one area and now push that area in terms of reels, uh, which is amazing for discoverability and IGT by well, Instagram TV now and how they. It'll be interesting to see how they position that and get more people to use it because still I don't think it's been used as as much as they they would like. Um, obviously, it's, it's there to kind of compete with YouTube. And yeah, they're still miles off it. So, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see the how they position that and kind of get. Yeah, but, it will be. It will be. If it still, means I feel like they're, they're dragging their heels. I feel like they're dragging their heels with it because this has been going on for like I feel like the last two years there's been conversation about this, but but still yeah. there's no been the push hasn't been big from yeah. Facebook. Yeah, you know you're right. You're right. Like I I I thought the IGTV was gonna be something good. I was like, you know what? Yeah, like. We can start putting all the podcast apps on there, and I was like, "Yeah, mm. like we can, we can, you know, try and utilize this platform long form content." But then when I really look at it, like I rarely ever go to IGTV to look at any long form content. Like never. Like I mm. know what my app is for that, and that's YouTube, and it kind of will always be Definitely. that way for the for the near future. And like, um, I think another thing as well is, like, I feel like when you do lock into long form content on instagram i think it's mainly for a carousel you know but i feel like 
once you see a video and it's like 30 seconds, but it's been broken up like six times, I feel like you might be more willing to watch all of that. But once you see like mm. 15 minutes, you're like, oh, this is a bit too long. That's because... You know what? Mm. Yeah, go um, on. I was going to say, for me, it, it, I think it's about the device. And when I want long-form content, I normally go to my TV or maybe my tablet. But when I'm obviously on Instagram, I'm on my phone. And I don't really want to watch long-form content on my phone. I always yeah. go to a bigger device for that. So I think that's where they might struggle. But um, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how they position themselves. Yeah, very interesting. Like, it, it, it's so true what you just said there, because I'm very much the same. I've watched mainly YouTube on my on my, uh, on my my television, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I do watch it on my phone sometimes, but the max I watch might be like 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah, like, Even that's a push, like yeah. yeah I push. might get Arsenal fan TV video, like a quick yeah. four minutes, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mm. that's that's it. It's the same for me as well. But I, I think on Instagram, I feel like once something's in a carousel, um, it could be an interview. But if it's broken up like thirty seconds and then thirty seconds and thirty seconds, it makes me want to swipe. But then I feel like I can, I feel like I could take it in a little bit. You know, because it's quicker. But I feel like the nature of the platform is very quick. You know, you, mm-hmm. you tap, you like, you go past. That's kind of how you've been trained on Instagram, more or less, over the last, like, 10 years, basically. So to now suddenly go to long-form content, I, I don't necessarily go there to search. Like, you already know, like, the environment on, on YouTube is very different. You look in, you check in, you're going to type in a video you might not even watch the video you click on it you might not watch it you might you might instantly just go and see what was suggested you know like and then mm-hmm. you'll filter through like that so it's like a whole different experience that you're going through and it works for youtube and that's how you know okay this is how i I'm, this is how i'm going to consume my long-form content and then instantly on tiktok you know this a, a swipe and then you're done with that video you know the next one you're never going to watch the whole video so it's already a quick format type, you know, video. You know, mm-hmm. they are trying to, they're trying to get into long form content as well. They've already done like the sixty seconds, so it'll be interesting to see if they go, you know, longer than that. But um, yeah, like, I guess we would just have to to wait and see. But it, it's sad to see IGTV go down the way it did, though. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens like in the in the near future for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. The next the next update we got is. Instagram's now testing likes on stories uh, just to kind of provide an extra form of engagement, I assume. So what's your what's your take on that one? I kind of feel like it's already there. Yeah, we will. Maybe like, yeah, look, even like with like emoji reactions, yeah. like it's, it's there. But um, I, yeah, but yeah, even, and I, yeah, I don't really know what, how it will look. It would be interesting to see how that will look because I kind of think it's there already. But, yeah, um... sure. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because you can just do the emojis. You can do like the clapping, you can laugh. Yeah, exactly. It's there. Obviously, it kind of goes into DMs as as part of the notification, but maybe it might be notified in a different way. Who knows? Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they have it. Maybe they have it on show to see how many reactions the story's got. I don't know. I guess it. I guess it allows more like insights in terms of how a story is being received, because at yeah. the moment you've got you've you've obviously got, just got the reach, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. the times of video that the story has been seen them and and the reactions, but still the reactions is it's quite minimal. It's not it's not I a think, common thing to react to to stories. So yeah, I, just, I don't know. In my head, it's the same as reels though. Like it's I feel like you're gonna go into reels and you, you have your likes there. You just double tap and then you go. And you don't double tap mm. or you save it for later. Or you, yeah, you send it to someone. Like, I don't know. Then I'm just like, well, then is that going to be like that? Is this going to be similar to to reels? Ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Instagram knows. Yeah, can like, it? Something yeah. interesting. Yeah, we're interested yeah. to see. We're interested to see. Um, my last update, which I think is gonna be the content for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok, TikTok looks to get in on the NFT craze, and they have created their own NFT collection um, for people to basically own, I guess, different category trends that has happened within the last year, basically. So, yeah, man, NFTs. So you got so many brands are now diving into the NFT game. So many brands. And now we're seeing TikTok dive into it. So yeah, TikTok have got their nail on their heads there as well because like i feel like that audience they have can they pick up trends quite easily and bringing nfts into that world could could fly it could i can see how it could work Mm, definitely could fly definitely could fly i think it's a big move um i'm happy they're doing it and if i had the opportunity to buy one i 100 will um Mm -hmm. yeah it's good i think uh even if you're a small brand right now I think you should a hundred percent be looking into NFTs just from like a a brand awareness level. I think one hundred percent. You might not need to know enough about NFTs, but again, introducing that world that's already there as it's being a craze now, and experiencing your brand in a completely different way, you should a hundred percent be paying attention and trying to do a little something. And just to kind of give you an overview of people who have NFTs, you could talk about Gary V's, your Jim Jones is a rapper, um, Coca-Cola have dabbled in, even Lionel Messi has his own NFT. Um, so yeah, like these brands are tapping into it. And I really think that it's a good opportunity for smaller businesses to get into it so it can start becoming kind of like on the ground locally as well and being kind of mm-hmm. like um i guess it gets more notoriety but again again it's a different way for people to own a piece of something that you have created and as it's kind of backed or through like the blockchain it's very easy to see you know the original owner and that person who is the original owner of this content creation will always kind of receive commission every time it's been resold or anything like that so um yeah it's a great it's i think it's just another great way of doing something like imagine there was like an nft of like uh the the like the england shirts from when they won like 1966 they won the world cup and there was like an nft of those t-shirts like they could be valued at so much money right now do you know what i mean i don't know who made <laughs> it, but it was like umbro or something like that but you know, just having that and holding on to that, can, there's so much value in that, you know, it's just digital collectibles and I think um, yeah, it's a big move, so I think you know, we're going to touch on it, episode 12 
we're going to touch on um, NFTs and you know how it can work for uh, just if there's an NFT strategy out there, how you can dabble into it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about its influence and relate it to some uh, to social media as well. No, um, I'm looking forward to that one, you know, because I'm definitely a student, you know, definitely a bit more clued up um, to me. So even for me, like, it'd be a good, it'd be a good lesson, a good podcast to just kind of sit through and educate myself more on NFTs. I know it's been something you've been screaming about for the last, I guess, like a year now, a year, yeah, maybe 18 months. So, yeah, so it'd be interesting to kind of dive into that a bit more and get more of an understanding of the NFT world. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man, 100%. So yeah, man. I think that's that's it for the show today, man. It's a wrap. Like, um, yeah, we out. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Ooh.